Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And of course, and as always, I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And, you know, this whole month, as we tackle something that's really near and dear to me, which is this concept of leading with love, it has brought me so many incredible guests. I am so excited to have this guest on too, because this is going to be different from some of our others this month. And she's got a focus that is really unique, and I know it will touch your heart. Bracka Getz is a Harvard-educated wellness expert, but this is what's really going to inspire you and just make you smile. She is the author of 38 books that help children's souls to shine. So she is really focused on bringing love and light in children's um, lives and doing it through a lot of books that help them connect with, uh, you know, their spirituality. So that is beautiful in and of itself. She's also the author of a book called Searching for God in the Garbage. And I I can't wait to talk to her more about that because I know that there's um, some incredible stories in here, but it's a candid memoir for adults about overcoming food addictions joyfully. So joining me today is Bracca. Bracca, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Oh, thank you so much for letting me be here. Thank you. <laughs> it is such a joy. I took a look at some of just a few of your 38 children's books and I just, they're very joyful. They're, they're also about subjects that are very real um, in their lives. So it's not just all about, you know, making kids happy. It's about really finding ways to connect. What got you, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what got you started on this path? Because what you do, I truly believe helps to shock the potential of children. Thank you so much. Yes, I feel if we can implant in children, I would say instill, instill in children at a very early age, the essential skills about the purpose of life, how to be happy. These are things, they will have these things for the rest of their their lives. And mm. children, I, I have this beautiful quote I found recently. If, if a person learns when he's a child, what's it like? It's like ink written on fresh paper. It sinks in and, and it makes an impression that lasts. So when I was a child, I, I tried to write the kind of books that I wished for as a child. I wasn't brought up with a, a spiritual type of upbringing. It was a very loving home, but it was not. I was always searching for the meaning to life and for a spirituality. And basically, um, I felt that my soul was starving even though I looked successful on the outside. And, you know, I, I was really a top student at Harvard in the psychology department. Then I went on to medical school studying to be a psychiatrist. I myself was getting sicker and sicker at the time within. Um, the misery was getting deeper because 
although life was going on and I looked successful inside, I didn't understand what the purpose of life was. Do we just get up to make money to buy food, to get up to make money to buy food? What's this all for? What what are we doing this all for? Mm -hmm. And so I what I what once I was able to finally nourish my soul, that's when there was no longer a need for the food addictions. That's how I was able to heal. So that's what my memoir is about. But um, what I what I'm giving over to children is this spiritual nourishment that can take it just makes your whole life full so that if you have it from early on, you'll have it for always. It's, yes, it's really, I think, timely. Um, you know, we've seen, we've seen so much. I am, I, I was raised Catholic, but I'm no longer practicing, meaning I, I don't go to church that way. Now I still talk to the big guy in my own way. And I usually say, Hey, you know, <laughs> we say, Hey, big guy, we have a conversation, but I was raised in, you know, in a home where we went to church and, you know, so I, I feel fortunate that I had a lot of that, but now I look at the world and I see so much, so many people moving away from spirituality maybe they're maybe they're finding it in different ways but um and they're moving away i guess maybe from organized religion maybe that's a better way to say it but i think it's also things like meditation and mindfulness i think are helping people find some sort of way to find you know some peace but to your point you know you could be you said you know i may have looked really successful on the outside but inside you're talking about being spiritually depleted Yes, and so that's a hole that is is hard to fill if you've if you've never tried to fill it. So, you know what, I I love this concept. But what made you write the first book and say, okay, I'm going to do this? Then I'm gonna I'm gonna try and and put some fresh ink on that paper for these children. Yes, I I, I wanted to share what what finally nourished my soul. And actually, it was in within my own heritage. I was searching in so many religions and searching in environmentalism, social justice, and in education. I went to, you know, the highest center of learning, and I was looking for the meaning. In fact, I talk about a garden party. I, I was invited to this exclusive garden party with like the Kennedys, the Rockefellers, Moynihan's. There I was at this party. Everybody wants to be at it. It felt like I was at this mountaintop that I wanted to reach. And everybody there was looking past the person they were talking to, looking for more as well. Like there was nothing there that was special. And I feel it was a tremendous blessing that I got to be there and see that. And in fact, it was this beautiful day, this gorgeous garden party day. And suddenly the clouds filled up with thunderstorms and the whole party was a washout. And I I was, I went skipping home thinking there's something greater. There's something more powerful. I don't know what it is yet, but there's something more. And, and, and that's what, that's what happened eventually in my own heritage, which I did not realize was a spiritual one. I, I didn't even realize that my own Jewish heritage contained meditation, mindfulness, Mm -hmm. a, a gratitude is the essence of it, which I did not know until I got to really plumb the depths and 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 learn and study and 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 discover the joys within, you know. So it's been an amazing journey. And I love to share with others how how vital it is to nourish our souls. And when we when our souls are nourished, you know, the cup runneth over, then we are able to 
when our souls are shining, then we shine into the world and we light up other souls. That's how it works. Yes. I love it. And I just love the the concept of being at that party as you're talking, you know, I know that I listening to you and everyone listening now is going, I wanted to be at that party. What a great opportunity, but what a great realization when you really stepped back, you know, kind of out of the moment yourself and looked and looked at it as an observer to see, well, if they're not even paying attention to each other, what is the value in this? And, and, you know, I think we see it today with, you know, how many people are out to dinner with each other and texting. You know, I, we went, my husband and I, we went out to dinner and we were sitting next to this family of four and every one of them was on their own phone. And I'm like, first of all, this is an expensive restaurant. You know, so what are you doing? Why aren't you enjoying it? Why aren't you enjoying each other? And, and that those moments where we realize that being present is such a gift in and of itself. Exactly. And I, I really want to share this now. I want to share about the five levels of pleasure that I've learned because I think everybody can benefit from this. There are, this is so amazing. I learned about the five levels of pleasure actually from a rabbi in Israel who's no longer alive. And they correspond from what I've studied to the five levels of the human soul. So in other words, this is how we nourish our soul. What's on the bottom level? all the physical pleasures. So being at that restaurant, here it could be a mindfulness moment. We could be enjoying the wonderful foods. See, food didn't have to be delicious. It could have been the design that we take a pill, a tasteless pill every day, and that gives us everything we need. That's the fuel mm. we need. But it was designed to be delicious and beautiful, bright colors when when they're ripe on the tree. We pick the oranges and apples and they smell aromas, all these things. Everything in the natural world does it was designed for our pleasure. That's why we were created. Like like why does a parent what does a parent want for their child? A, a parent wants their child to have the greatest pleasure possible. That's what the source of all, the designer of all wants for us. So the apples are, are brightest when they're ready for us to eat. That's how it was designed. And the, and the aroma and the deliciousness, everything is designed for our benefit. So um, we want the greatest pleasure for our, as a, pa a parent wants the greatest pleasure for their children, that's what they want. The designer, the source of all of the universe just created us in order to experience the greatest pleasure possible. That is what we're here for. And we don't realize that. That's what's so amazing. So on the basic level, the lowest level of pleasure are all the physical pleasures. Now, how does a person get an addiction? And why is food the most basic and the most overriding addiction there is? Because food is is just so it's there it's the most basic thing and so when we 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 um when we get the pleasure it's an immediate pleasure when we get that pleasure we just we just keep overeating we overeat because we don't want the pleasure to end what we're really craving is lasting pleasure in life so mm. once we are aware of that we can recognize the abundance of all the pleasures in our lives. So here is what we do. Let's say a person's overeating. They can ask themselves, is it my body that's hungry or my soul? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that changes. Then the neurons that are firing in the lower brain at the top of the brainstem, they move to the prefrontal cortex and that they move to a higher level of consciousness. And we can recognize that what we really want is pleasure. The, the food that we're eating, we're, the food that we're overeating will never fill the emptiness inside. And when we recognize that we can do something else, even on the same lowest level of pleasure, we can open up the window, step outside, feel the sunshine, feel the breeze, feel the brisk cold air, and suddenly we won't feel like finishing that bag of potato chips we'd started. Mm. Or mm-hmm. we can put on some music, start stretching or dancing, and suddenly you won't feel like eating every last crumb in the bag of chocolate chip cookies. You will be, you will be getting a different pleasure, even on the same level. So it brings more abundance. It's that sense of scarcity that makes a person keep overeating because they want the pleasure to last. So instead, mm-hmm. um, what we do, what, how we overcome addictions is by bringing greater pleasure into our lives. Now here, what's important for today with this talk with you is the second level of pleasure is love. And mm. that's what I want to share what this rabbi taught me is it's not it's not waiting by the phone for someone to love you and feeling lonely that's not the love we're talking about we're talking about uh, he he was so amazing he had such clarity he had a definition for everything and this definition is love is the emotional pleasure that we get when we focus on the virtues of another So Mm. love is the emotional pleasure that we get when we focus on the virtues of another. In other words, it's empowering. We can bring love into our lives at any moment. We never have to wait for anybody. And on these five levels of pleasure, we never have to wait for anybody to give us anything. We, in every moment of mindfulness, can bring this pleasure into our lives. It's by what we focus on, you know, where where the neurons um, fire, the neurons wire. So it creates a rewiring in our brains to focus on all the things that bring us pleasure in life. So the physical things is number one. The second level is love. That means focusing on things that you appreciate about other people. You could do that in any moment and it uplifts your life. Each, Each level is about gratitude. Gratitude is what moves up up the pleasure ladder. So by let's say the four people in the restaurant, they could be having gratitude about each other or about the wonderful food they're eating in this expensive mm. restaurant. This is mm-hmm. like amazing food. Concentrate on how awesome it is. And then you won't have to keep eating and eating. You'll enjoy that one one piece of pleasure that you're experiencing. So as we move up the I don't know if you have time for all of it, but I uh, I I want to know, what are the next levels? Okay, great. (laughs) The the third level is meaning, bringing meaning into our lives. When we do meaningful, good and meaningful things, that brings even more lasting pleasure. And to move up, the fourth level is creativity. When we are being creative, we don't think about eating. We don't think about sleeping. We are in a zone of... Of, of just adding to the world, adding to the world, and we are tapping into the creative flow of the universe. So it fills us with such pleasure, tremendous, even more lasting pleasure. And what's the highest level? The highest level is 
transcendence. That's mm. a state of awe and bliss that we can't stay in. We cannot stay in that state, but we get glimpses of it in this world. Like, like under a starry, starry sky, we get glimpses of being part of this amazing endless universe those nights stay with us forever. It gives us a sense of awe that stays with us. It's a lasting pleasure and we can access it whenever we want to. So just remembering that it'll take us to the highest level of pleasure is, is a joy. So that there's abundance of pleasures in our lives is how we can overcome addictions. And, and it's just how we can have a really joyful life every day. Of course, um, there'll be challenges that come our way. And that's part of life too. And this rabbi also taught this amazing concept that pain is not the opposite of pleasure because pain can be involved in pleasure. Giving birth is tremendously painful. Yes. Climbing a mountain can be painful, but there's mm -hmm. a joy involved in overcoming challenges. The opposite of pleasure is actually comfort. That's when we get an addiction. Ah. It's when... It's when we just stop at the level of comfort and we don't reach for the higher pleasure that's possible. So basically, um, uh, bringing love into our lives, definitely in terms of business, how it can increase our business is we're focusing. The focus is not on ourselves. Each level, each level of pleasure brings us to a higher place of connection. On the first level, physicality, uh, physical things in the world, to love to other people, meaning to the world, and creativity in a more active way, interacting and connecting with the world. Transcendence, the veil of the veil of separation is lifted and we see how we're connected to everybody and everything. We see the unity and the oneness. So basically, each level brings us more connection, more pleasure, and by adding more love into our lives in any business that we do, that means, again, it means focusing on the needs of another. It means focusing on how we could bring other people more pleasure and focusing on what we appreciate about them. When other mm -hmm. people feel appreciated, they will feel the love from us. And of course, it will be more of a pleasure for them to do business with us because, um, we are recognizing, we're recognizing their shining soul, basically. We're recognizing what's shining from them. Uh, that's, in a, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I took, I've taken so many notes. It's very fun. And one of the things that you said just a few minutes ago when you said the opposite of pleasure is actually comfort. That makes so much sense. I never thought of it that way because when we become too comfortable in a job, for instance, then then there's less of a, an excitement about it. If you become exactly. too comfortable in a relationship, it's it's like being roommates instead of being passionately connected and loving and appreciating each other. I mean, there's just so many ways to look at that. If you're Beautiful. so comfortable just being a parent, you're just going through the motions. You're not you're not recognizing the amazing things that your children are doing. Oh boy, do you get it? You totally get it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break here and listen to our sponsor for the month, and then we will be right back. Are you tired of the time and expense of going to the salon for a mani-pedi? If so, Color Street is your answer. Base, color, and top coats are blended together in an incredible polished strip that you apply yourself. The result? 
A brilliant salon quality manicure in just minutes with no dry time, smudges, or streaks. These strips are 100% real nail polish, not stickers. They're flexible, can be gently stretched for a perfect fit, and last up to 10 days. I've been using them for months now and love the amazing selection of colors and styles, along with the ability to create my own unique manicure by mixing and matching. Shop today and support our sponsor, Betsy Roberts, by ordering at colorstreet.com backslash BH Roberts backslash party backslash 2095611. Again, that's colorstreet.com backslash BH Roberts backslash party backslash 2095611 or simply click the link in our show notes. And we are back again with Bracca Getz. And I just, I have been loving everything we've been talking about because it really feeds my soul. You know, that's why I wanted to pick this, this theme for the month is, is this whole idea of leading with love, which we've talked a lot about. And I think that, you know, there's, there's probably people listening right now that are going, wow, I never really thought so much about how, you know, really recognizing pleasure at these levels can also affect you professionally. And you, we started to talk about that a little bit, like just the sheer fact that if you are, if you are a person that really appreciates your coworkers, you appreciate the mission of your company, you know, you appreciate uh, the people that work for you, whatever you, you find those, those ways to appreciate them and really see them and acknowledge them. That not only may be, be good for them, but man, that can really raise your kind of uh, interaction with the whole universe. Beautiful, beautiful. It perfectly said. I love how you immediately aligned yourself with this. And this is what I love about it. It's, it's not me talking off the top of my head. This is based on ancient mystical wisdom. This is from you know, and this is from the beginning of time, actually. This is yeah. this is the knowledge with which the world was created. So, um, and I, if you've ever heard of Kabbalah, this is based on these ancient mystical teachings. So it's- No, it, never heard of I, that. Yeah, so that's what's so awesome about this. I love that it's not just, I mean, Maslow, Abraham Maslow had mm -hmm. a hierarchy of needs, and this is somewhat similar to that. Yeah. Um, again, I, but this is based on the most ancient knowledge there is. So that's why I just think it's incredibly valuable to share this with the world. And it just can help all of us to feel more of a sense of unity and love and joy. Yes. And, you know, you said this earlier when we were talking about the, you know, the baseline and, and this whole, you know, the kind of the earthly, earthly physical pleasures, you know, like eating and drinking. And as you were talking about, you know, that we didn't just, we weren't just given sustenance. We were given a planet that was rich in, in lots of things to eat. And, um, and it's funny because, you know, you think about the advent of the, um, the TV dinner. <laughs> I mean, there was an attempt there with the TV dinner to still make it like a home cooked meal, but it's not like a home cooked meal. And two, two quick stories I want to tell you. One is uh, last week I was, um, I had flown to Seattle to take care of my grandchildren for a week so uh, their parents could get away on a little vacation. And uh, I, I, I was cooking a lot. And apparently, so when they came back and I, I had food cooking in the crock pot 
And my grandson had gone to school. Then they took me to the hotel by the airport so I could get a good night's sleep for my early flight. And my uh, their mom called me and said, you just won't even believe. We walked in the house and Connor says, oh, it smells so good in here. <laughs> you know, and as a grandmother, you're like, Oh, my little six-year-old grandson like that. But it's, I mean, that brought him pleasure in that moment and anticipation of the meal. And so then they sent me pictures of all that. And that was fun. But the other thing is, is um, I'm staying right now uh, at my mother's uh, mother-in-law's condo in Florida. And outside the window uh, of where we are, there's this huge tall tree that I'd never seen before because there had been some other bushes and things around this, but it's massive now. And I'm like, what is hanging on that? Well, we're in Florida, so you don't know. Well, they're Florida avocados and they are almost the size of a football. I mean, they're oh, huge, wow. but just watching and watching the, you know, you have to wait till they drop because you can't, you know, it's there. I don't have a ladder for them, but uh, we've, we've gotten a few of them and eaten them. And but watching them and watching the weight of the tree and the tree knows what to do. The tree knows to grow them. The tree knows to drop them when they're, they don't ripen on the tree. The tree knows when it's time, you know, to let them go. And it's been fascinating to me just to watch this process with a tree. I'd never really done it like that before. And as you're talking, I was just thinking how much more I appreciate that avocado that I watched on the tree that I went down and caught the moment it fell off and that we ate, even if it didn't taste, it's not as flavorful as Mexican uh, avocados, but it's unique. And it was, it's such an experience. And I got a lot of joy and pleasure. I still do when I'm watching it because it's just something to be amazed by in the world. Amazement. Exactly. We, we, we make blessings all day long about the amazement before eating food, after food. So we appreciate, we could Mm -hmm. make them mechanically. Anything can become mechanical. So you have to invest your mind and heart in it too, to really be there and appreciate. We're given these opportunities to do these things. These are great things because they put our mind. We even say a blessing after we go to the bathroom. We are saying that we're grateful that all the tubes are working right. Mm. Don't take it for granted. I mean, if anything this year taught us, it's don't take anything for granted. We have so many gifts in life. Many people had to simplify their lives this year, but it also made us into better people, appreciating what we have and, and simplifying. It's, 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 it's been a challenge and it's all is designed for our betterment. It really is. Even though there are difficulties, many involved. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you laugh. Cause when you're talking about being thankful for going to the bathroom several years ago, I was going to a gym and one day the, our teacher said, just so you guys know, we are going to do several hundred squats today. And I'm like, what? But what she had us doing was, you know, with the, the, like the step up things, you know, stack them up high and you sit down and then stand up and then you do that for a while. Then you take one off and you, you know, so you keep getting lower. And she said, I want you guys to do this as much as possible because when you're 80 and you need to go to the bathroom, you will appreciate this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The funny thing was, is I couldn't sit down and go to the bathroom for several days without going, ah. Oh my gosh. Cause the muscles, oh my goodness. Oh boy. Everybody who's listening now is going, why did you share that story, Michael? Because I know. <laughs> there's a lesson. I am thankful that I can do that. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. Oh, Bronca, this is, I'm just thoroughly enjoying this conversation. We'll have all of your, your information on our show notes, but just in case somebody really wants to look you up right now and find some of your amazing books, what's the best way for them to find you? Oh, well, all my books are on my Amazon author page. So if you just look up my name, you'll find all of them. You can meet them, meet them all at once. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Brock, this has been fabulous. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah, I, I love to leave people with if you when you open the fridge or you go in the snack closet, try to have uppermost in your mind. Is it my body that's hungry or my soul? When you're really physically hungry, you know when you're physically hungry. And then you know if you're eating for just to bring more pleasure into your life that moment. Think of what else could bring me pleasure now. Do I really need to overeat? So it just opens your mind up and it frees you to think about an abundance of pleasures that you could bring into your into your life that very moment and it's not dependent on anybody else you you can it all has to do with gratitude exercising gratitude exercising gratitude muscles that doesn't hurt mm -hmm. and um you know um focusing on other people, what you appreciate about them, about physical things, how you enjoy doing things for the world, making it a better place, whatever brings you pleasure, or just start dancing. I mean, there are so <laughs> many reasons to, uh, to be joyful right this moment. Absolutely. I wish I would have talked to you before I ate like eight red vines today, but <laughs> now they're gone. So I'm good. I'm safe for a while. <laughs> Bracca, thank you so much for being my guest. This was absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad we're connected. Thank you so much. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.